You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can contact the show via Twitter at ShortShiftPod. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. It's Boston Hockey Talk with your hosts, Thomas Nystrom and Andrew Johnson. Enjoy the show. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. First, quick announcement. Me missing last week's episode wasn't even that big of a deal because I probably enjoyed last week more than any episode that I've been on. So I think it's a natural, natural thing for us to just say, Ian, you are invited to be part of this podcast. I'm excited. Uh, I just, hey, the more hockey I get to talk about, the better. That's what I figured. I mean, you're, I've I've watched your channel a bunch, and I was like, you know what? Let's bring him on the podcast because you did an excellent job with it. I love your takes. You fit in right away, and also it'll give you an opportunity to kind of get some uh, extra social media attention on that channel. Got to draw eyes to it, man. Like it's it's such a good YouTube series, and I we need to see more people who jump on it. I saw you post something about a. Uh, was it 250 subscribers as of today? Yeah, mm-hmm. we just hit 250. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's great. That's great. Even with the hanging dong. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, the- yeah, you got a little bit of a you got a little bit of a non-bump from that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, I got a couple messages that were people were upset. They didn't like it. And I went, I'm sorry, but that's my humor. That's <laughs> leave the channel. Oh, you, you ain't gonna last there, Cupcake. <laughs> like, were, were you upset that I blurred it or <laughs> were you upset that it's anatomically correct and now you feel inadequate? <laughs> yes, that's that must have been it. That's <laughs> Uh, I hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I'm going to ask you guys right off the bat. Mm. I remember going into the last expansion draft and just feeling this overwhelming sense of dread. I don't have that at all about Wednesday's expansion draft. The only thing that I've been seeing and reading that's been disappointing or frustrating is how many people, specifically Bruins fans, have not just read... <laughs> how this expansion draft works. How many people are saying, why the fuck didn't Sweeney protect Swayman? And the amount of people that need to turn around and shit on him. It's just like there's Bruins fans are infighting right now when we should be actually celebrating our position in this draft. We are in such a fortuitous position entering this draft because the worst case scenario for what Seattle could pick would be a third line left winger who played over his head for about 20 games. Yeah. Which is the way these expansion drafts are supposed to work, right? That they're designed so that they get a player of that caliber 
and then the cap crunch ends up resulting in all sorts of wacky shit. We have to be the best positioned team in regards to the expansion draft as far as contenders go. Mm-hmm. Teams that expect 100%. to be going for the cup next year, and we must have had the easiest time with it. Yeah. Well, we we had we uh, Ian, you and I talked last week about how we it was the most straightforward protection list in the league. And yep. the only two questions were the questions that the Yabos were asking. Why isn't why is Sweeney protecting DeBrusque? And why aren't we protecting Lazon? Why why aren't we protecting Lazon over Grizzlick? Like you know the answers to those questions. Yeah, I think we all three agree yeah. on on all of those points. DeBrusque mm-hmm. had to be protected. Mm-hmm. This the value is too high for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Values too values too high. And if and, and if you do want to move him, you have to extract value in some way. Losing him for nothing is not. It's terrible asset management. Well, especially and, just looking at like the value of his contract right now. Yeah, it's a bridge like, year. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be a no brainer for somebody to grab him if we're going to get value out of him from a trade. That's the only way to get value out of him. We can't just let the dude walk. Whether whether this fan base loves him or not, right now, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. <laughs> if if we didn't protect him, he'd be gone, and then everybody would be crying for a, a brand new reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone would be would be would be chatting him for being the next Riley Smith. One hundred percent, one hundred fucking percent, and watching just to kind of steer away from the Bruins for a second. Watching some of these, some of these teams kind of galaxy brain themselves into take don't take my bad con- don't take my bad contract. Oh shit! I accidentally <laughs> we had Carey Price is exposed. You know, <laughs> just I, I I read a really good tweet by uh, Andy and Rono who is who are a uh, a duo who from Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic, excuse me, a duo from the Czech Republic who do really good um, basic analytics. It's like very easy to read, very good beginners analytics. Give them a follow. Um, they said that GMs were so afraid of having George McPhee part two that they overthought it in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the price situation real quick? I would we, we love have to, to actually this, hear. Right? Yeah, like no, we we gotta, we gotta. It's it's definitely the albatross of everything that I've been reading about the expansion draft, and it's it's honestly shocking. I, I Seattle can't possibly take him, right? I, I here's want the thing. So bad, yeah, right? <laughs> I do too. I want this to happen. Here's the thing. So the the lists come out right, and they actually see absolute proof that price is exposed. 10.5 million, all that stuff, the potential knee injury, everything. But the face of the Montreal Canadiens is exposed. That's huge. But mm-hmm. you know what Ron Francis did that night? From 3 o'clock on, he sat by the phone and was waiting, waiting for a call from the Habs. And he never got one. So mm-hmm. what do you do the first thing the next day? You have your team send out a statement. I don't care if it's true or not. Ownership is green lighting this. We're all in. Because even if you don't want price... The Habs don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. You want to see if you can get Bergevin. You got to call, call Bergevin's bluff. Yeah, and you try to take a pick from them, even if you knew you weren't going to select this guy. They're ta- they're playing chicken right now, and the only people who are dealing with it is a very heartbroken fan base. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the buildings that will crumble if they just fucking take price. I I, I don't see them actually doing it. But man, it would be so exciting if they did for so many reasons. I want it to happen. I want it to happen. But I think in terms of there's definitely a game being played through the media about 
Sir Valley had a report yesterday about how, oh, Price might not uh, begin the year with, you know, this serious knee injury. And I think, I think Bergevin is kind of tossing the media some stories to kind of dissuade Ron Francis. That's Bergevin's, that, that was Bergevin's call to francis i think i think francis okay. was winning. yeah mm-hmm. i think that was it i think that was bergevin being like i know what you're doing I, I i know what you're gonna try to do so here's my move they're playing chess right now mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful madly so entertaining watch. it's so madly entertaining and you know what you know what you know what makes this so good i've complained on many occasions about how gms are fraternity right now and we f- and they forget that they are in competition with each other. This is showing, you know, there's some games there's games that there's gamesmanship in the blood here. There's gamesmanship in their blood. They're actually doing it. It's exciting. Now offer sheet somebody. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of goaltenders, let's mm. just get this out of the way. Who do you think is a logical pick for Seattle? Oh, uh Drager. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll see that, it's, and I've seen a lot of mock drafts with uh, with VTech, and that'd be a pretty good pick too. Well, honestly, the Caps hater in me would love to fucking see that too because <laughs> that dude that dude impressed the hell out of me last year. Mm-hmm. So, and there's already his way from the bottom. Yeah, there's already reports of Drieger having a uh, I think it was under four mil a year deal set in place with the Kraken. And if you're already getting that kind of value, because look, yes, he has a small sample size, but the guy played lights out other than getting shellacked by the eventual champions in the yep. first round when they didn't allow him to get warm at all. They just chucked him in mm-hmm. because their $10 million goalie can't hack it. Uh, just an awful situation for him in the playoffs played balls out in the regular season and you get him for under four mil. I mean, that's if you can save money on goaltending right out of the gate for the Kraken. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Yep. I think that's why I think that's why they can't they can't select price. But Thomas, I want it to happen. I'm with you. I want it to happen so bad. Well, I mean, if if you take those two dudes, mm-hmm. are you spending like thirteen right and a half bat, million on yeah. on? Yeah, that's not. Or a four, bad it would be fourteen. Point. Yeah, be fourteen yeah. mil. Really, not a bad starting point. And you only have mm-hmm. they have to spend at least sixty. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a good chunk right there. And then it, it all depends, man. Because honestly, like, let's just get it out of the way. Pretty good chance that we lose a very young, cheap defender mm-hmm. in this expansion draft. They're going to save money with some of those bodies. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to lose a cheap defender. Is anybody really heartbroken over the three names that were likely to out of those three names that were likely to lose Lazon, Zaboral, or Clifton. Is anybody no. really heartbroken over that? Again, this is why we were in such a good position. Cause you knew those were going to be your three guys. And then Richie is that outlier. People have been throwing around Lazar, but I don't see that. I don't a roadmap see it for that. That'd be crazy. You, get, you do lose that guy, but let's be honest. If any of the three of them are playing big minutes for us come playoffs next year, we're in fucking trouble anyway. Mm-hmm. This is stuff we have to fix in free agency as it is. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me one bit to lose one of them. I'll no, be I sad. Mean, yeah. I, I think we're naming three people that all three of us at different points in the past season have complained mightily about. Yeah. That said, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if we've seen the ceiling for, at least two of those guys, Lazan and uh, Zaboral, but 
Zaboro especially. I think yeah, Zaboro has the most upside out of all three of them. And and I think out of those three, he would be the the one that I wouldn't want to lose the, the most. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, I I honestly I I don't. I would put money on, and I'm not a big better, but high end. I would put Verna. money on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would put money on Lazan being gone. Same. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And it's kind of funny that the three options are all complete opposites. You've got the safest guy, which is Lazan. You got Zaboral with the potentially highest ceiling, and you've Clifton, the absolute fucking wild card who none of yeah. us fully <laughs> understand. He's about okay. combined playoffs and regular season. Cliffy's at about maybe 130, 140 games. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what the fuck he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a different player in the playoffs, and there's, there's, there's value to that. There's, there's value. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, Ian, you made that. You made that point that GMs value playoff performance which is silly to me because honestly i'm a big believer that they can perform the same in the playoffs as they can regular season mm-hmm. i think the maple leafs are trying to prove everyone wrong or prove me wrong with that but um <laughs> i i really think as these guys mature they perform in the playoffs they'll be fine. i don't think a team whose last playoff series win is old enough to drive is in any position to try to prove anybody wrong at this point <laughs> I do think uh, I, I do think Zaboro might be, from a character standpoint, the one who would benefit the most to go to a new market like that, where it's going to be an exciting market. It's gonna there's going to be a lot of energy to it, but the expectations aren't going to be there. Like there's there's no there's also no way. Jay Leach. Please there's somebody, a Jay, the yeah. Jay Leach. exactly. And there's there's that that nice connection too. But please put my mind at ease. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Seattle can go to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first year, right? No, in no. fact, I think this is really fun because we had Vegas, who was a, on paper when they first drafted their team. You're like, oof, have yeah. fun with that, Vegas. And then they go to the finals, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and William then you Carlson. Team, <laughs> you have this team, Seattle, that is going to have way bigger names on their starting roster. Right. I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. There's guys available that you go, holy shit. And I think it's going to be I think they're going to be way worse than Vegas was. And so you have the team that actually looks good on paper that's just not going to play as well as the team that looked terrible. On paper, I don't know if they're going to miss the playoffs. Obviously, it's hockey, so half the league gets in the playoffs anyways. But mm. I The don't Pacific think... Division is garbage. Yeah, Let's they're, keep they're, that they're, in mind. Yeah, I think they have a good shot at at least a playoff berth. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm like uh, Seattle sounds like a great market for, for hockey. Mm. They should have had a team... All along, there are teams in this league that, or cities in this league that don't necessarily deserve a team nearly as much as a good sports city like Seattle. So, I'm not necessarily a fan of the name. Yeah, exactly. You can nobody can see it yeah. right now, but Ian is wearing a uh, beautiful, by the way. But Coyote, it uh, is absolutely jersey. fucking banger. Yeah, they nailed these reverse retros, man. They nailed. Yeah, them. yeah. Phoenix Coyote, excuse me, Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> What what would you say? Name give each of you guys. Give me one player you think is a lock for Seattle to take. A lock, an absolute lock. This is going to be. This is. I should choose a big name, right? Like I should, but Jake Bean out of Carolina, who's an RFA, so it's it's not even like they're forced to go that direction. I think Carolina Carolina really wants to keep him, but the kid's really really good. And they have the chance to snag them up. I, I can't see them going any other direction with that team and who they're exposing. Mm. 
Jake Beans, a Jake Jake Beans, a very solid pick. I think that um, he is one of those. He's one. Of, he's one of those players that could be one of those. I wouldn't call him a Carlson style breakout, but I think he's got top four. I think he's definitely got firm top four potential. So my pick is. I'm actually going to kind of piggyback off of Ian here. I think Tarasenko. Yes. Yeah. I, Last week, for those who didn't listen, the last week I said a lot of ifs have to fall into place for this to happen. And literally every single one so far has. (laughs) So I think Tarasenko, they're not going to pick price. I think for the, they, they do need a face of the franchise. I want it to be priced just for the pure chaos of it. I think it's going to be Tarasenko. I I am about to hit a losing streak so massive because (laughs) I have been right. I've been right about everything so far in the past, like couple of weeks. I'm nailing every prediction. I'm about to hit a massive landslide. Are there any, are there any casinos nearby where you are? So you can like get a ring the last little bit out of this winning streak. Yeah. I'll walk in with a thousand dollars, leaving nothing. (laughs) You'll walk in with a thousand dollars and leaving a paddy wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Tarasenko, I don't. Does do you guys have takes on why they chose Tarasenko? Because it seems to me they did that so they could protect Barbashev. Still, does that does that make a lot of sense to you guys? Um, why they picked Tarasenko, I don't think has anything to do with um, picking somebody to be protected. I think they picked Tarasenko because Armstrong tried to hardball everybody and nobody blinked, mm-hmm. so they had to. And if they and. It's it's smarter business to leave unprotected somebody who has no inclination to ever play for you again. There was going to be no value. Any trade say St. Louis was going to make, they were going to lose. Oh, Armstrong yeah. didn't Armstrong didn't think so. So he like kind of called the bluff and nobody but nobody bit and nobody was going to bite. So mm-hmm. So you think there we are. Happens? Do you think he panicked and just shoved him out there and be like, fine, just take him? I, I don't still think he panicked. Like he could get some value for him. I don't think he panicked. I just think Tarasenko, I think I just I, I don't think he panicked. I think Tarasenko absolutely just told him. He, he told him straight out, I will not play another second for this team. I do not trust you. You guys fucked up two of my sort of surgeries. I had to have a third one from an from an independent doctor. You know, you may have you may have permanently altered my hockey career. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing this for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was, I don't think it was to make room for anybody. I just think Armstrong knew that he overplayed his hand and he had to fold. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely in the heat of, I mean, I, like I said, with the, the Canadians playing chicken, this is, this is the season of general managers, Dick swinging for NHL offseason. Like that's the time it's frame great. that we are sitting in. It's entertaining as hell, man. It really is. Not only is it general manager dick swinging, the fact that this offseason is so short is g- give me more of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it actually hasn't allowed me to miss hockey, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know I mean? Because it's just been on top of each other. Like the Stanley Cup just ended two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's like how wild is that? We're, we're, we're in the middle of July. This is fucking crazy. 
Mm-hmm. This is fun. It's really yeah. fun. A buddy of mine, huge Canes fan, uh, put it best. He's like, God, I wish we could have an expansion every year, but <laughs> but like the Canes were exempt. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. If my team wasn't part of it, yes, give me one every year. No, he, he, here's what you do. You you the w- team that finishes the worst mm-hmm. gets a relegation, and you drop all the players. Yeah. <laughs> and, then and you have an expansion draft with the worst team in the league. <laughs> that would that would immediately remove any dynasty chance ever yeah. again. Like you're losing a player every year. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> it would it would force GMs to be a lot more creative than they are. Yeah. And it would probably force GMs to be a lot more, and it we're we're seeing it. It would force GMs to be a lot be a lot more competitive with each other. That's mm. true. It's a, it's a bold take. Let's get on the phone with Batman. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey Gary, what do you think? Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would be. That would be. A, that's a great idea. Could you? Could you just fucking imagine that? Holy shit! I mean, at the at the very least, that needs to be an NHL 2022 fucking feature like expansion flip a switch oh, oh my god How like serpentine expansion draft oh man that'd be great yeah i don't play like, video games much anymore but when i used to it was all about playing like general manager mode mm-hmm, and then you mm-hmm. get about four or five seasons deep and things start getting like really strange and then you just reset the shit and start over but yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's or you one get thing one of those really old, having yeah. that kind of free time <laughs> You get you get one of those. Uh, yeah, well, have kids. They said. Yeah, <laughs> you missed a whole day. It's Tuesday now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! It's Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. Monday? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good. So, in in terms of Bruins, the, I guess the big news from the week. I want to get you guys take mm. Carlo, the re-signing. How you feeling? I love it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's I think it's an absolute steal. I think we get him for his entire youth till he's 30 yep. prime years at a low cost. And I mean, sure. The defensive defenseman is a dying art, but that guy plays such a beautiful game when it comes to shutting down the top goal scorer of the other team. We saw mm-hmm. it this year. Ovechkin couldn't do shit against him. Barzal took off as soon as he was out. This guy's important and yep. he's going to be a staple back there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Love it. I think it's just another, I think it's another notch in the Don Sweeney negotiation belt. Exactly. Wait, can we segue that into McAvoy? Absolutely. What do you think he gets next year? Cause uh, I'm I'm blanking on his name. Who just signed? Um, Miro Hiskinen, eight, 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 eight and a half, right? Eight, eight, eight and a half. Yep. Eight, eight and a half. That is, that is certainly a contract. Well deserved. I think the guy's great. Love oh, he's him. fantastic, and he's only going to get better. He's not even fully developed yet. He's. But does, do we get destroyed by McAvoy next year? Is that a ten million dollar contract? I don't want to talk about this topic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you said that, the moment you said that, I don't know if you, no one can see it, but my face like turned purple. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a crazy statement. That's a real nah, number you can talk about with number. McAvoy. That's a very real number, especially this is the contract year, especially if he has a contract year bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he if he plays this full season, not that this past season he didn't play phenomenal from start to finish, but yeah. he did. especially oh. how he kind of finished that year. You know what I mean? Like, especially the way he really started picking it up when we needed it, when mm-hmm. our defense was in shambles. If he does that, as fucking... 
casually as it looked like he did it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like he could pretty much just ask for whatever. And yeah. hopefully just we're in a situation where we can. Charlie, just write your name on the check. We'll do the rest. Well, yeah. But you know what? That's that's the nice thing about the Carlo deal. And it, let's go back a couple of years. The nice thing about the pasta deal. Mm-hmm. Like these are extremely team-friendly deals. Mm-hmm. If if obviously Carlo is is fully healthy and yes. and rebounds from from a, a a rough year. I don't want to say a mm-hmm. bad year. He played really well when he was on the ice, but mm-hmm. obviously like not the year that he envisioned. Mm-hmm. But right. we do have some good contracts. What player on this team right now is going to be the one that we have to possibly overpay for it's and probably. be comfortable with? It's probably Charlie. Yeah. And to be honest, I would pay him whatever because I believe if we win a cup in the next 10 years, it's because he's playing 30 minutes a night mm-hmm. on being lights out on both ends. He's just, he is going to stallion and all carry that cup to Boston if it mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. And he, he's going to be, he's going to be worth his contract. But I think, I think Sweeney is going to Sweeney. I don't think he gets 10 million, even how good he is. He may get like he may get he might get a high skin in deal, all told. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I, I just you can't risk losing him, is my no. thing. For sure. I mean, we're kind of seeing kind of seeing nego- uh negotiation tactics through the media right now with the Taylor Hall situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been widely reported that um he's looking for a little bit longer term than the Bruins are willing to give him but they're set on money. It's between 5.5 and 5.75. It's just the sticking point is the term. I'll take that money. I'll take that Mm -hmm. money. Yeah, I'd take that. And I I think it is risky because Hall had 20 good games with us. And that's what we're going. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you kind of go, look, we're all in, man. We need a cup for Bergey. We need a second one for Bergey. That's Mm -hmm. that's, they do what you got to do. I want to get you guys to take real quick on a contract that was signed today. Uh, the New York Rangers signed Barclay Goodrow to a <laughs> six-year. Thomas, your reaction is perfect. Yeah, you know, Barclay- you know how I feel about the Rangers, so I fucking love that deal for that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! There was a disconnect. There was such a disconnect in Bruins Twitter because. At first, it was the Rangers only gave up a seventh round pick for Barclay Goudreau. That's brilliant. It's like no, they gave up gave up a seventh round pick for his negotiating rights. They couldn't even right. do it. So you have negotiating rights for this guy. You have negotiating rights for what's today's date? The nineteenth. You have negotiating rights for ten fucking days for the guy, and he says, "I want six years." And James Dolan, James Dolan did this. You can't tell me he didn't. Said, Either way, rough start for Chris Drury is all yeah. I'm saying. Rough start. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. No, James Dolan did. It's James Dolan and Chris Drury probably was like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> That's why he was hired. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, Shut this up. is the, 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 the Eugene Melnick, Pierre Dorian of, of New York. Soon to be Pierre Maguire. Can you? <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Thomas, can you give me a damn good reason and please please tell me why Bruins fans are upset with the fact that Goudreau signed for six years and that could have been us uh, the only reason is because it's the shiny new toy thing like oh hey, my God. unfortunately we're all very aware that 
we're an original six franchise. We have a lot of excellent, excellent fans, but we also have some of the worst fans in hockey. <laughs> and you have to, you just have to smash the mute button. And I really didn't think I'd be using it as much in the off season. But yeah, yeah this this past like two weeks has been a. There's been a couple of mute buttons happening. D- truth be told, I love this deal for the Rangers because I I like to see them fail, and this just feels like the first step towards becoming a franchise where you're letting the wrong people make decisions a la Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would rather see Buffalo be a good team than the Rangers just based off, just based off my fucking mother-in-law. <laughs> Barclay, Goudreau is, Barclay Goudreau is an excellent fourth liner. Yeah. You don't give that six years. No, you don't. You honestly, don't. how many players right now do you give six years? I think they, they, aren't, they aren't on the fucking fourth line. That's yeah, for they, damn sure. Top six guys. That's, that's pretty much done. it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and because I don't even know at this point, like, did, do you give a goaltender six years? Like, with the mm-hmm. way the way the financials are working in the NHL for the last basically 48, 48 months. Like, Sergey Bobrovsky is proof positive of that. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, the mm-hmm. most untradeable. Or it's up there with Jeff Skinner, the most untradeable <laughs> yeah. contract in the league. Yep. Oh my god, Kevin Adams is begging Ron Francis to take that. I love that they, oh, look at this news. He waved his no trade clause. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Jeff, Skinner, he did. Jeff Skinner waved his no trade clause, and Francis is sitting there going, that's nice. Neat. Anyway. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God. Just, I, I, that's the the logic behind it is like oh you need the you need the glue guys there to stick for to to stick on the bottom six and you know you just give him the term that he wants that's the logic that has people like John Moore signing five year deals people like Chris Wagner signing four year deals the same deals that you people the, the the same deals oh god the same people that are complaining about Kurt Barclay Goudreau signing that six year contract with New York and why couldn't have been the Bruins the Venn diagram of those people and the people that complain with the, about the Wagner and more deals, that Venn diagram is a fucking circle. Yeah, but at <laughs> least you can bury Wagner. You can yeah, 250 K you want to bury him in Providence is worth 250,000 to the salary cap. Have fun in Providence. Tear it up. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in three years with Gaudreau. No, you can't. No, at 3.6 isn't massive, right? The cap is going to go back up eventually, but yeah. you have young guys that will get paid out the ass because you've drafted. Well, we think, hmm. That's yeah. going to be money you wish you had somewhere else. Kako is solid. We're not sure about Lafayette just yet. You know, uh, uh, Kravitzoff, Kravitzoff. Oh, man, Tia is going to kill me. Kravitzoff <laughs> is... <laughs> Kravitzoff is still very... is is got, Has a lot of potential. You know, they have so many solid young, solid young players. But they have so many solid young players. But it's that kind of thing. That's going to undo it. You said it yourself, Thomas. It's the wrong people making the wrong decisions. Mm. So it could have been us. Yeah. Well, you better be glad it's not. Yeah. Yes. Totally agree with that. <sighs> Thomas, like, I kind of want to get your take on free agency because, you know, Ian and I kind of blasted through that last week, but <laughs> I want to know your opinions. Like, what do you think? Uh, to be honest, I don't really have any hard takes, hot takes or anything like that. In general, you guys pretty much covered exactly what it would have been. It would have just been me agreeing with you guys going off on a tangent. Like, <laughs> well, uh, there's, if I- there's, there's nobody really out there that I'm headset on. It is kind of interesting to me mm-hmm. how many people are like, 
they fell in love with Suter for like three or four days. And Martinez is not necessarily the uh, the shining apple like he was in the middle of those playoffs. Which is weird it's to like, me because I still think he's a shiny he's, apple. He's still he's still the better choice out of those two. Especially like especially for I'm still full for, send on Martinez. I'm still yeah, full I'm, send on Alec yeah. Martinez. And and don't get me wrong, I like Suter's game. I think I think he could be I guess I from a from a clubhouse perspective, like in the locker room, mm-hmm. he could potentially kind of have that Bacchus vibe mm-hmm. with some of these younger kids, especially mm-hmm. like obviously this the young defense. We kind of had that last year with Miller in terms of like that that veteran respected presence in the in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gone. So do we need to just run out and replace it every fucking time? Or do we just actually make a move that we think is going to better the team, which I think Martinez is more of that ilk compared to I think Mar- and I and I like Suter. I don't want to badmouth him, but he, like I you saw my tweet. Like he's played his entire career in meaningless hockey. Mm-hmm. Like Nashville and Minnesota. Yeah. Just you know, they like hockey. It's a it's a solid market, mm-hmm. but well, especially Minnesota, like it's a hockey hungry market. But there's no expectation mm-hmm. to win. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on Nashville, man. That place rocks. I've yeah. I've been to a few games there. Super yeah, fun. I've, I've been to a few too. He like lived there for like a. Oh, see, I, I'm yeah. learning stuff. Yeah, I, I learned this I stuff there, about you guys. <laughs> I lived there for nine years. I, that's that's my secondary team, basically. Uh, oh, cool. And I have I have a million complaints about that organization and specifically fan base. But you're going to learn this as we progress in this podcast. Mostly what I take issue with is just terrible fans. Like, oh, I, lo- well, I love well, this. <laughs> I love this sport. I hate this league. I love I love these teams. I hate the fan bases. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so you said this stuff about the Predators you dislike. They made a big move. What's your, what's your take on the Ellis trade? <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh man, that, <laughs> let's talk about if that. eyes roll, if eyes rolling can make a sound, our yeah. speakers would have just blown out. Thomas, you have the floor, my man. I I love Ellis's game. Uh, I would love to have him on this team. Philly just got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's probably my biggest issue with it. I didn't want to see Philly get better. It took so much out of me when we started this podcast at the beginning of this past season for me to say I thought Philly was a contender in the division, that they had the ability to make a run. They were just old. They were just slow. They just got a little bit faster. They just got a little bit younger. Not crazy young. Ellis isn't a young buck, but he's still got life on those legs. More so more so than what whoever the fuck he's replacing. Ghost Bear's probably gone. You know what I mean? Oh, like, Ghost yeah. Bear is 100% like getting Spares. taken by Seattle. Yeah, yeah so, Ghost Bear is probably getting grabbed. Yeah, earlier when we were talking about our locks, that was my lock, and we moved on before I gave it to you. But mm-hmm. no complaints about him going. They All the talk in the, at the deadline was that he was going somewhere, mm-hmm. including Bruins fans that, being like, oh, he's coming here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, trade, <laughs> that trade ends up being a three-team trade where Flyers get Ellis, Vegas gets Nolan Patrick, and the Predators get Philip Myers and Cody Glass. Like they, the Predators are the clear loser, and the move doesn't make sense, right? Because if you're going to blow it up, blow it up. Yeah. Get picks. Get youth. Cody Glass is a project piece that Vegas was sick of, so they got Nolan Patrick to have another project piece. That and Philip Myers, <laughs> Yeah, and Philip Myers is fine, but he's not going to be anything. Mm-hmm. So the Predators basically lose Ellis for nothing. And they're talking about re-signing uh, 
who who was it that they they just made a statement about Eckholm and Forsberg getting re, getting extended. Mm-hmm. And yet Johansson and du, and Duchesne are on the unprotected list. They're eight yeah. million dollars each, and they both are terrible right now. Yeah. <laughs> is is Dave Poyle okay? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice if you're being held hostage. <laughs> Thomas, Alice what's had going a really, on over there, dude. Alice had a really good contract. He was just over six mil. He does have like five or six years left on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily to to change money, like to mm-hmm. to loosen up money to make a a run at signing Forsberg for the long haul. And I believe Forsberg actually wants to stay there because let's and be honest, Forsberg like, wants to stay. It's, That's it's, nice. it's not a great organization, but it's a really solid organization. It is, however, a great place to live with no fucking state income tax. Mm-hmm. So half your games are home ice game checks that you're not paying state income taxes on. Yeah. It's not a bad gig. So in a way, like it's always been something that's like kind of loosely talked about for them, for the Titans. Maybe we can convince you to take a little bit less money because you're not necessarily giving as much to the government as somebody <laughs> playing in New York is, you know what I mean? But right. I don't know, man. Like I thought, I thought that was the wrong move and, and don't get me wrong. I really like at home. I would have, I would have, probably given up more than i want to admit at this point to get him at the deadline but i think that was more of the uh the fanboy in me with mm-hmm. with the predators being my secondary team ellis ellis is a good player man I, i'm gonna make a, a a baseball reference uh he's he was kind of their pedroia oh he right. was kind of like that scrappy likable dickhead yeah um and now he's going to a place that is absolutely going to love that part of his game. He's he's a great fit for Philadelphia, and I fucking hate it. Yeah, I, I hate that, that, that beard's going to rival Gritty. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I hate that trade though, man. I think the Predators it's, lose it's them for nothing. I think Vegas goes sideways. Nothing really there, and Flyers get a lot better. I well, I think, for, I think for Vegas, I think for Vegas, it's not the worst thing in the world because no, but it's a lateral move. It doesn't yeah. do anything for him. Right. They really, they really need to, they really need to clear, clear some salary off the books. And that doesn't, that doesn't do much for them, but they did get, they did get Nolan Patrick who, man, number two pick in the draft. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, eh? He's had a tough go of it. He really has. Hmm. But I don't know. I would have, I would have, um, I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen Ekholm at the deadline for the Bruins. Um, but I, I, I think what Nashville is doing right now is really similar to what the Bruins did in fifteen sixteen, trying to keep one foot in each aisle. And that's that's really hard to do. It's, <laughs> it doesn't it's hard work. to do, and it no, it doesn't exactly. Yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't work. I'm. It, it's. You do shit like that when you don't want to get blamed for things going sour. Yeah, and they already like, traded well, no, to the Kings. Yeah. yeah, I think I think there are a few teams that have pointed out during this whole process they don't have a plan. They don't have a final <laughs> plan. Actually, you know, can, I'm going to go on a little rant for a second. So forgive me. Yeah, buddy. Here Max Domi was left off <laughs> the protected list for Columbus, right? Injuries, probably missing half of next season. 
decent cap hit above five mil, just above. Here's the thing. Columbus, you got to blow it the fuck up because we saw the trade and Anderson pretty good season for him. So the trade already looks bad, but Domi has one more year on the contract. That's not a lot of money to eat and you have no one to sign. Who are they going to sign? Line A, who I'm pretty sure, and this is just reading the room, wants to get the fuck out, sign and trade, get me out of here? I don't understand you dumping this guy free. You know you can get actual assets for him. You can't tell me you can't trade Max Domi, even with his bad season, even with his injury. Blow it up. Get picks. Get young bodies. Keep them. Ship them off at the deadline. A team will pay for him. Do you remember? Do you remember in 2019 when they kept Panarin and Duchesne and Bobrovsky, even though we knew they were going to lose all of them in free agency? And we went, oh, wow, look at the balls on Columbus. Look at them. They're going to go for the cup. They're going to make a statement to their fans. And now it, it results in them beating the Lightning, which is fucking amazing. I was going to say, to be fair, for about a hot minute, Yarmo looked like a fucking genius. But that's my point is yeah. now we are down the road. They lost all of those guys. The team doesn't look great. They don't have a lot of youth. And now I'm kind of going, I shouldn't have given you credit. You kept those guys because you didn't have a fucking plan. That's why you kept them because you didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so evident right now is you guys have no clue what the fuck you're doing. Can you name another team that looks like that they don't have a plan right now? Nashville. Uh, Nashville. Nashville. I, I think Nashville qualifies. Do you think Nashville qualifies in there? I would. I think they do. I, I would yeah. like to think that David Boyle does have some sort of plan because he's an excellent general manager. He's been it's there for not, 22 years. It's not looking like he's he has one. There's no obvious plan, at least right now. Uh, and then uh, another team that always looks like they don't really have a plan is just kind of habitually. Well, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Even, I didn't even want to bury that team any more than we already have. But uh, I would say San Jose. Just put some more dirt in there, buddy. Yeah. Come on. Yep. <laughs> I, I would say San Jose has looked like a team that didn't have a plan for probably a decade. Because, well, to be fair, to be fair to San Jose, dude, five, five six years ago, they point. were a team that could have made a run, and they're You're just in the finals. They're, yeah, they're they're an inconstant. No, I'm, when I say run, I mean like back to back or, or like at least, oh, you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. like really, they had, really they had, run. they had the pieces for and that. They, they're fucking but, inconsequential now. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think San Jose's problem was getting, giving all of those contracts out in the sake of banners hang that is the opposite that, that is the flip side to the bangers hang banners hang forever mm-hmm. trope you know you give mark edward vlasic who's a fine defenseman eight million dollars you give eric carlson who when he signed the contract already had chronic foot issues Eleven million dollars, and his whole game is built off of that foot speed, off of like, speed and agility and uh, optional defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> optional, <laughs> and it blew up in their face bad. Then you have, and then you have a guy like Martin Jones who, 
Thank you. You made my point. <laughs> He's a laughing stock in my house. We love Jones. We bring him up all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you have Martin Jones, who 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 was who was so who was so consistently bad that he had a sub nine hundred save percentage for three straight seasons, and finally Doug Wilson was like, "Get out of my fucking face! I'm done." <laughs> so, yeah, like they don't have a plan because they can't. <laughs> they they can't. are. So unbelievably hamstrung by these awful contracts that they signed in the name of get a cup. And they just didn't put enough around them. They do have some good pieces. Mm -hmm. Meyer, Timo Meyer, Tom, Tomas Hurdle. I like Hurdle a lot. I like Hurdle. I like Meyer, but you see their, their system. You see their cap, their cap hits. They are. They're they're in the wilderness, man. (laughs) There is two other teams that don't have a plan. The Coyotes, which it looks like they're trying, but let's be honest, we we have no faith in what the hell. The Coyotes don't have a plan. Okay, so do you remember? Do you remember a few months back, Katie Strang's expose on the Coyotes front office? Can we give a shout out to Katie? That was a beautiful piece. An incredible amount of work went into it. Mm-hmm. Fucking go get him, girl. Holy she's shit. she's she's one of the best. She's oh, one of the God. best. I was so impressed by that. My mm-hmm. God. So they don't have a plan because I don't think they have the brain cells to do so. <laughs> They're trying to cheat their players out of fucking checks. Yeah. They're trying to cheat their players out of checks. They try to draft Mitchell Miller, hoping no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> but the other team I was going to mention, who is more of a hot take, mm-hmm. the Washington Capitals don't have a plan. Ooh, okay, go. I mean, what do you want me to say? They're aged out of their mind. They're about to hammer Ovechkin with this giant, amazing deal. And I'm going to be honest, it's going to look good for a year. Yeah. I, I think OV still has stuff left in the tank, right? Of course. But I mean, they're going to give him like five or six years, I bet. <laughs> they're going to give him way too much. Oh, God. We got to get, we get, we got to get the cap strip boys on here. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that. I don't think they have a plan. And I would love to have, I, I would love to be proven wrong because I don't dislike the Capitals. This past year. You're not going to fit in here and you're fired. This past, <laughs> this past year has made it very difficult with some of the fan base stuff that has gone back and forth, but every oh, sure. fan base has these guys. Uh, the Bruins are just as bad about it. But I liked rooting for the middling Capitals for years. And when Ovi finally got the cup, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Good for you. Crosby could suck it. Yep. <laughs> it's just kind of how I felt. And then, of course, they got the cup and now they're the bad guys again. But yep. I don't think they have a plan. No. Yeah, they got the cup. And then and then and then this year, their plan was, uh, wait, who's that big giant that's just standing there? Let's <laughs> sign him. Mm-hmm. And then let's trade one of our young, just really nice pieces for another Best trade big... in the trade on the trade deadline to me. <laughs> I like Mantha. I do. And if he yeah. was a Bruin, I would love it. But I didn't like that trade at all. They gave up a guy that I really, really liked. Uh, who I'm Stevie Wilde will rob you. I'm yeah. space, space on his name right now. Who? Who they Vrana? traded? Uh, Vrana, Vrana. Thank you. Yeah. Jakob Vrana. Yeah. I like him a lot. I just the thought Capitals that trade fans was weird. defended that trade so much when it first happened. I don't think any of them would defend that trade at this point. Mm-hmm. No, especially mm-hmm. because I honestly don't know if we've seen anywhere close to how good Veronica could be. I agree with that a lot. 
Yeah, a lot. He's gonna be. He's he's gonna be. He's gonna and be I, one of the pillars. I, I want in that rebuilt Red yeah. Wings. Yeah. And, and, and now I want, I want him to be too. Because and you know what's it's funny how you just said like I I love the middling uh, uh, capitals and now we hate them again. It used to be like that. Like I used we used to hate Detroit because it was just like fuck they're always mm-hmm. there they're always there and now they've been so pathetic where it's just like man I want them I want them to get built back up. Like you want right. to see those teams right. be successful. I'll be completely honest. That was me in Toronto in the mid aughts. Yeah. That that was me in Toronto in the mid teens mid aughts. I was like yeah, I was well, that you blew know up in your I, fucking face though. <laughs> It really, did. <laughs> it really did. It really did. It was it like, so was easy like, to hate what? them, but it's so much fun it, to watch them in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, so much it's so great. It was so, I was so bummed when it was, I was like, you know, man, the NHL is just better when Toronto is relevant. Mm-hmm. And then they well, they're relevant, relevant though. They're yeah. super relevant. <laughs> yep. And, and A, I was right. And B, I was so wrong. <laughs> did you guys, so during that series, I wanted Toronto to win that series because I was like, get them over that one round hump and fuck the halves. And then they went up three, one and I went, but it would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty cool with the way that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe your hot streak started before this. <laughs> yeah, maybe it did until I made the video about the Habs not winning shit and they just went to the finals. Yeah. That was a scary moment for me. <laughs> welcome welcome to YouTube punditry, uh, Lokal. <laughs> well, you guys you guys talked a little bit about the Stanley Cup uh, last mm-hmm. week. I didn't give you my my two cents, obviously, because oh, I, I was MIA. Uh, I don't know if the Stanley Cup finals or really just the playoffs outside of the Bruins getting knocked out could have played out any better or like any less offensive because if the Canadians won, it would have been insufferable, insufferable. Mm-hmm. Tampa winning is almost like the, it, they're the most forgettable champion. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just that franchise, but it's, they are, they're such a forgettable champion in the sense that it's like, yeah, I, I consider them a rival. Like I fucking don't like playing them, but at the same time, I kind of love playing them. If, if mm-hmm. you guys know what I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah. like the idea of them winning the championship right. in another couple months, especially when the next season starts, I'm not going to be thinking about it, but if I'm already not thinking about exactly. it, <laughs> but if the Canadians won, man, would we never, we'd never fucking stop hearing about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worst case <laughs> scenario is Toronto. Especially or considering winning. the divisions going back to normal. Yeah, exactly. I said this on my channel that, and this is no offense to Tampa. It's going to sound like it's an offense to Tampa. But Canadians fans never stop being hockey fans. Yeah. And Tampa fans are football fans and they're baseball fans and they're, well, I guess they're not really. They're like Miami. All right. We'll <laughs> give them Miami. Uh, but they're fans of every sport. This, they're not they're always not. hockey fans. Yep. And even, fans, even more to extend on that, they're not all just Tampa fans because a lot of people down there are snowbirds. Mm-hmm. We've had a we've had a, re- a Tampa resident on this show before. He's a Sabres fan. He's a former season ticket holder of Tampa, and he would just go to a couple fucking games because it's hockey. He wants to see it. At the yeah, end right. of the year, they're not thinking of like Tampa fans aren't thinking about that championship. The parade's over. The mm-hmm. t-shirts are the t-shirts have already been through the wash two or three times. They're not going to mm-hmm. wear that shit again. Like that's just how yep. it is down there. Unless there are those eighteen million over the cap shirts. Those are fun. Those, I love that they did it. I, I yeah. say it all the time. Embrace the Death Star. Be yep. the bad guy. It's fun to do. Yep. And you don't get to do it too often and win. Trust me, the Bruins have been the bad guys for fucking how long? And we don't win enough to 
for it to be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The idea of yeah. embracing the bad guy thing. Now that now that you say that, mm-hmm. what if Seattle did that and they took Domi and Brendan Lemieux? How fucking hate I have them taking Lemieux. You've got to take Lemieux. I yeah. love that pick. I uh-huh. love that pick. It, for them. it would be great for them, but man, they would immediately be one of my least favorite teams. Yeah. Just yeah. Look at those two that. bodies. Yeah. But if they don't. took Carey Price, I'm rooting for him all day. <laughs> I go to the finals, win the ship, win it for <laughs> Carey Price, and then fucking build a statue that's a giant middle finger that permanently points toward Montreal. It'd be amazing. Win the championship, and then Carey Price gets his day with the Stanley Cup, and he goes, I want to go back to where my hockey roots started. And he he ends up in fucking St. Catherine Street in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a they'd riot. Be, they'd be so happy for him. Yeah. They would be so happy They really would. Like, they as would, much as yeah. we want to hate on that fan base, like you just touched on in comparison to t- uh, Tampa, they're good hockey fans. I res- Great fans. For the most part, I respect Montreal's fan base. Mm-hmm. I want Toronto's fan base to fall into the Sarlacc pit forever and ever. <laughs> I, and ne- I and never come out. I love the Habs. I hate them, but I love the Habs. The, mm-hmm. the league is. The, you want to talk about the? He's league like the brother. He's he. The Habs are like the brother that like nobody can make fun of. The I we. I, I, <laughs> there he goes again. There he goes. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you just you froze up again on whatever. Start over with the make. brother comment. <laughs> What is this? What is with my connection today? I don't know. Um, they're like the little brother who, you know, fuck you for making fun of my brother. Only I can make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you more know. fun when the rivalry is alive and well. Yeah. Yep. It's mm-hmm. way more fun. Exactly. Yep. Which is why I'm really looking forward to the divisions going back to normal next year. Oh, my God. I'm a little will, scared. This yeah. is going to be a good division. Yep. Mm, it I'm is, excited but, to see the Bruins play up there again because let's be honest, that it's a gorgeous jersey, it's a great arena. Like mm-hmm. it's, it'll feel like hockey again the second they're in that mm-hmm. that arena. There was times in not this past season, but the previous when it went to the playoffs and we were playing bubble hockey and all that shit. Like it didn't feel like NHL playoffs. And then this mm-hmm. past year, I love the rivalries that were growing and stuff like that. And I love it's especially that they're hanging on to the idea of playing like mini series where they're mm-hmm. playing back they're to back. St- so yeah, they're keeping it. Fucking love they're that. They're doing it. exactly what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it will be really When's nice the last time you said that about the NHL, Thomas? Who are you? <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I don't think the NHL made that decision. I feel like somebody fucking forced their hand and they were just like, just fucking do this. The players. It could, the players. They, oh, they, oh, they, oh, okay. All like, right. The players you yeah. do is probably like, no, do this. Yeah. Cause it's, it's excellent for the players. It's excellent to, for the teams to save money on travel. Mm-hmm. Like, just, and it's, and it's better for health. It's yes. legitimately better for health. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. uh, oh, it's such a good decision. Yep. No. I would like to say either the players did it or maybe maybe the networks, the new networks might have. ESPN in. getting in their ears. Oh Fucking my love. god! I would love it. Interesting because now they have a network that has a little that may ha- that has a little bit more gravitas to them than NBC Sports. Yeah. You know, God, I'm so glad they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't wait for three years from now when we hate ESPN. Uh, I already hate ESPN. I live, same, I live like five miles from it, and I you constantly run into people who work there and stuff like that, and they're so far up their own ass. Oh, so Jesus. far. That said, I'm I'm currently looking for a new gig, and uh, if ESPN actually returned any of my fucking <laughs> resumes <laughs> and all that stuff and actually gave me a call back, I'd, I would somebody clip second, this? But... Can somebody clip this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Thomas, let's go back to that comment that you made about ESPN. I oh. love ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, one of those one of those employees that I'm saying is so far up their own ass is going to be the one to give me a phone call. They are yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you do any? Uh, I do some podcasting, but uh, feel free to just skip the episode that came out in m- the middle yeah. of July. <laughs> it it, it kind of sucked. Let's be honest. Yeah. Good, no, we brought a, we brought in a new co-host. Yeah. It didn't really yeah. work. Yeah, it was. We were we were getting used to each other. It was a little rough around the edges. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll iron that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> you boys got uh, anything else, man? Ah, uh, no. Um, I think I think I think full send for the expansion draft, guys. Um, I am going to be appearing on the Candidates and Tomahawks live stream on Wednesday night, leading into the expansion draft. So tune in for that one. We're gonna have a lot of good guests on that, including uh, some people from Slapshot Sweethearts are, are coming in. I think Shannon is going to be one of the guests as well. Very cool. Low call. You got anything? Uh, I got nothing else I want to talk about tonight. I got a video coming out tomorrow. Low quality Bruins fan on YouTube. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about these protection lists a little more, and, and maybe I'll rant about a thing or two. Who knows? <laughs> nice teaser. Yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> Boys, I'm enjoying this already. I think, I think Ian, this welcome, is gonna be fun. Welcome aboard, my man. It's really good to have you. It's it's good to be had. Wait. <laughs> yeah, do you want to? Do we want to? Do we, <laughs> do you want to have another take at that, or are we? No, that's that it. In? Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> in. Oh, all right. Gross, but all right. Oh man. But yeah, like just just to finish off on that thought that we kind of started with, how spoiled are we as hockey fans to have this kind of an off season? Like, we're able to sit here. You guys wrapped for fucking four hours. It felt like in the last podcast, and it went by like this like loved listening to that like we're so spoiled right now it's not only Bruins fans but just hockey fans so mm. much to talk about and we're still a couple months away from the season even fucking starting yeah love awesome it. that said it's about to be 91 degrees and I'm going to be sitting in a pool and not thinking about hockey tomorrow so. I'm going to be working <laughs> 8 to 6 and I'm going to be putting together kitchens in that 91 degree heat so I'll fuck be, you uh, <laughs> I'll be plus 90 working in a yard so landscaping yeah. it'll be fun uh, alright 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 so I will direct all my fuck yous to Thomas <laughs> <laughs> cheers boys cheers buddy we'll talk Have to you guys. guys <laughs>